Hey guys, it's me. Welcome back. Let's talk about it. Simple as that. <laughs> hey, morning everybody. This is your host Selwyn Robbins for Mandated. Let's talk about it. Once again, it's another blessed day to be alive. As a friend of mine always says, it's better to be seen than viewed. And I say, it's always great to be six feet above than six feet below. But in all time, all things happen. So nonetheless, live each day to the fullest. Make sure you are leaving a legacy, especially for you men, leaving a legacy of who you are um, to your children, to your spouse, to extended friends and family. You know, right now in this day and age, it is so vital that men are leaving a stamp, an impression, um, a thought that those who are dear and close to us will remember us. And I say for this one reason, um, if nothing else, I remember not too long ago, maybe about a month, month and a half ago, my wife and I, we uh, went to a cheesecake factory after service. And, you know, we were just sitting down enjoying our meal. And next to us in the center was a large family, probably about eight, maybe 10 um, individuals. But there was one voice that stood out, and that was of the man. And not just him being a male, but um, he carried an authority with him. And as I listened to him, I know what the Lord was telling me. And unfortunately, I never did get to tell him this as well, is that his voice is not just a voice of an individual speaking, but his voice carries a lot of weight. And those that were there at the table, and I'm sure grandchildren at some point, the day that he is no longer physically present with them, he will still spiritually be with them and in memory as well. And and what I mean is this, is that his weight, the weight of his words carries such a movement, carries such an authority that they will remember him all the days of their lives. And that's what I mean about legacy. You know, right now, one of the things that we're um, looking to do as men regarding legacy is that we have built something, right? And that's always great in itself, tangible, that we didn't just build a house, but we helped build a home, meaning we, we, we were part of the creation process, of course, in regards to our children. And we imparted wisdom and knowledge and experience to them. That's, that's what we're building there. And if you haven't set something before you to build a legacy on, I encourage you to do so. Uh, because they need to know who you are. Um, the good and bad. You know, that will develop itself in time. And, you know, don't shy away from it. When I wrote my book, uh, though it's not in its totality of my life experience thus far, um, I did open myself up to some of my past, you know, to let people know, hey, you know, I struggled with this. But I was good in this area of my life just as well. And, you know, guys, society is already doing a job on trying to make us look like we're less than. But I encourage you to change that mindset of what society is thinking and speak against it, demonstrate against it. You may have to demonstrate 
physically uh, in the sense of um, being at, uh, what do you say, your, your student or excuse me, your school board meetings and being that one voice that's demonstrating that men do stand up, that men do have a voice and a more than what they de- uh, depict on TV shows, you know, all this buffoonery, you know, um, who is it? Homer Simpson was one of the big ones, you know, they made him, though it's animated, they got all that information by the thoughts and honestly, you know, some of the experiences from men in real life that, you know, we just acted like that, but you know, to this day, no more. I don't agree with that at all. Yeah, we we have our moments where we do act like fools. We do not uh, handle responsibilities, but and those get exploited very on a large scale. But we are doing way better than what society is saying. And I want you to be encouraged to do that as you're working on your legacy. Be that individual. Be that man. That. Is speaking life rather than speaking death because we know the part of death and life are in the tongue. So what are you going to speak first? You're going to speak life or you're going to speak death into uh, your legacy. All right, gentlemen. So in that, uh, what I wanted to speak about today was also part of our legacy and it deals with health. Um, my God. So what's happening with me right now? I don't know how long ago it was, but it was earlier this year, maybe summertime or something like that, that I noticed I had a bulge right above the testicle area, you know, on my pelvis towards my right side, above the pelvis as well. And I don't know where it came from. I don't know how it happened, but it happened, right? And what is so wild about it is that, you know, when I touch it, I can actually push it back into place and everything goes normal. And that kind of freaked me out. <laughs> I'm like, when you see a bulge, nothing goes back to normal, especially without pain. Um, so it ha- it's thrown me for a loop, right? And I'm like, man, what in the world is this? Uh, so I went to my uh, doctor, Dr. Corey here on Monday. And before that, I had done you know research. I don't want to go to a doctor without getting information for myself. But anyway... I had done some research on this and what it turned out to be was an inguinal hernia. And there are multiple forms of hernia that you can have. And man, please listen up to this. There are multiple forms of hernia that you can have. You can, there are ones that are called the femoral hernia. The one I just mentioned, the inguinal. Uh, you also have um, an incised hernia. I think that's the one that's like right above your umbilical cord. And I want to say there are one or two more, but nonetheless, um, you can have an indirect or a direct hernia. And for me on the inguinal, it can be direct or indirect, but mine is direct. The indirect one is the same hernia, but it has protruded or fell further down closer to your testicle area and can actually get into your testicle area. Um, hindering any kind of sex organs from their natural operation. Um, So that's the indirect. And the direct, for me, it's in the inguinal. And what it says, I want to make sure that I'm looking this up correctly. Then this is from the Cleveland Clinic website, clevelandclinic.org. And this portion says the direct inguinal hernia 
penetrates directly through the wall of the inguinal canal. This type of hernia occurs in adults over time from a combination of weakening abdominal muscles and chronic pressure on the muscle wall. The indirect inguinal hernia enters your inguinal canal through the top. This usually occurs because of a birth defect. In some fetuses, the opening to their canal doesn't close all the way during development in the uterus. So, you know, in that, it, it was just kind of wild because, you know, I've never heard heard anything like that. I've never had anything like that. It was wild that you could just push it back into place and um, it seems like all is well. So anyway, I went to uh, Dr. Corey, you know, to get um, direction on what I should do. And, you know, basically he said, in short, you can either leave it as is because it's not in pain. He said, actually, if the hernia were smaller, that would be more of an issue than it being larger because, um, and I remember everything, but it just being smaller in itself, I believe, puts more pressure on certain parts of that your digestive system, if I'm correct. I would probably have to follow that up uh, and get back to you on it, but that in itself was a little trippy because, you know, you figure the bigger the presence of something, the larger the problem is. Well, not in regards to hernias all the time. So that's one thing to keep note. Um, and he said the other option is, of course, you know, to speak to a surgeon. Well, actually, you could get a CAT scan to get a deeper look and see exactly what's happening in there. And as a follow up, speaking to a surgeon for their official official opinion. Now, what he had told me is that he used to be um, with the medical practice up in Mansfield or Midlothian. Those are actually two neighboring cities here in Texas. But um, he said the doctor that he was attached to at the time would perform like nine hernia surgeries uh, before noon. Um, He said the time frame is probably about 30 minutes or so, which more time is actually spent on preparation than the actual surgery, he said. Now, there are two different ways of going about repairing the hernia, and you can find this on YouTube. You know, once I got home from um, seeing my doctor, I was on YouTube once again just to look at the surgeries. And I tell you, man, now he said 30 minutes. But I looked at all the prep, and then I looked at the, diff- the two types of surgeries that they did. One was laparoscopic, with, which is through the scopes. The other is where they cut you open from the top. I like, man, either one of those look like it's about an hour by itself, but it's not even a time frame. I'm like, man, I might be in a lot of pain after that. He said, you know, depending on how severe the case may be, your recovery time could be about a, as minimal as a week, maybe two. I'm not sure. Or he wasn't sure. And so the other night I was uh, before going to bed, <laughs> this probably was a bad thing. I was looking at nothing but inguinal hernia surgeries. And they, they honestly, they were pretty cool. I got a little bit confused on how they were going about um, just find, not finding the area, but what they were separating as far as I think it was called a peri, peritium sac, which is around the hernia or an inguinal gland or inguinal hernia that is in different parts of uh, the inner body you know the veins and one they call it the triangle of doom Um, another video that I watched 
And this is one thing to know about the surgery in itself is that what they do to basically cover up that opening in your uh, stomach lining, they put a mesh uh, covering over it and they either sew it in or tack it in. Um, and that was, that was pretty cool. But in short, you know, as I was looking in that before I was going to bed, I was almost started freaking out because I'm like, oh, man, that really is a lot. But my concern was work, um, you know, how long I would have to be at work and how much time do I have on vacation to use and not have to worry about pay just in case I have to be out longer. If I do decide surgery, uh, what are the other options? Um, not other options, I'm sorry, recovery time, you know, things of that nature. So I just wanted to share my experience with that. I'm still not sure exactly what direction um, I may go. I happened to speak to my little brother uh, through text message and told him what was going on. He's like, man, go ahead and get surgery. That's, <laughs> that's, he said a little bit more, but that's how he said it. Go ahead and get surgery, man. I had to get it done. Um, and I also this, of course, speaking to my wife first and foremost all the time. She knows. And, you know, she's not going to say yes, yes or no, per se. But as a beautiful wife, she is. She's saying, hey, let's pray about it, see what we want to do. Because the thing is, there's no rush on this at all because I'm not feeling any pain. And that's one thing Dr. Corey mentioned is especially if you're not feeling any pain, um, you know, take time to consider and see what's going on or what you want to do that is so that's where I am right now and guys I just wanted to share this with you because we need to have conversations like this you need to hear somebody else uh, speaking about their experience so that if you have to go through the same thing or know of somebody else that may be uh, they have a little bit of personal insight Um, at one point honestly I was like "Ooh, surgery you know when I was speaking to Dr. Corey, because you know, it's in that that's me and my crazy guy thinking, you know, it's like, oh, go get cut, you know, get a little scar, you know, we all look for those war wounds, um, but I'm not necessarily looking forward to this war wound, to be honest. Um, and you know, this is another thing, and it may seem contrary to uh, popular science or belief, but um. When it comes to taking care of things, and just specifically for health on this matter, in some cases, it may be best not to do anything, right? And that's another concern uh, for me, because as Dr. Corey said, you know, you can leave this alone and you'll be fine. You can be fine for the rest of your life, possibly, you know, until it gets worse. I don't know. He doesn't know. Um, and that that's another thing thing to consider as well is you know leave well enough alone right or on the same thing you know my wife and I are trying to do what we can to be in better health so would this surgery put me in better health or put me in a worse situation you know the surgery in itself may go off without a hitch but how much pain will I have to endure after How much work will I have to miss? Will something else happen afterwards that I never had to deal with in my 49 years going on 50 here on the 18th of December? I don't know. You know, so those are the things that I'm considering. And also, and first and foremost, for my wife and I, we're putting in prayer, right? So, hey, just want to share this with you. I hope that this has been vital information. 
And once again, that in, that information that I did find, you could go, oh, excuse me, you could Google it and go to clevelandclinic.org, type up inguinal hernia. I'll put a link in the episode information for you. And actually, I'll probably put a few uh, links of YouTube videos in there just as well. So you can see what I was talking about. I believe I looked at the animated video um, either before or after the actual sur- surgical videos. And I'm like, man, that animated video made it seem much easier, you know, less cumbersome or taxing on the body. Man, but when they go in, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, all right, guys, I hope you guys are blessed. Enjoy your day. Let God's word, his peace and mercy cover you and guide you today and keep you covered in all things that you're doing. This is your boy Selwyn Robbins for hosting Mandated. Let's talk about it. And by the way, reach out to me by email or leave a a note here on the show itself. I would love to communicate with you guys and share our experiences. If there's any questions that you have, please send them my way. If you would love for me to pray and intercede for you. By all means, God, I would love to do that for you. So, hey, you know how to contact me. Have a blessed day.